an hour ago it was the apocalypse, man. Birds are flying away and everything. That still might happen. I know we were watching out the windows at brunch today. Everybody like would stop eating and turn and look out the windows. And- <laughs> look yeah. how dark it is on the one half. Yeah, like right over there, like all the clubs. <laughs> we literally watched just birds just like evacuating the city. Like we stopped. We're like, uh, is this the apocalypse? <laughs> is this how this ends? We were just down at uh, Cannon Beach this week. Oh, nice. And and. Man, it was raining sideways. It would rain one direction for a few minutes, and then it would stop, and then it would rain the other direction for a few minutes. Oh, jeez. Well, yeah, we just literally had uh, sleet and hail in some spots, and then yeah. all the snow flurries, and we're supposed to still have snow tonight. So. Perfect. Yeah. Bring it on. You're right. Bring it on. <laughs> I mean, if it's going to snow, give us a foot. Make it worth the while. <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah, you know. that, way, that way you can't go and do anything. I hate getting teased. It's just a little... <laughs> <laughs> A little sprinkling on the ground, and then it's gone a minute later. Bullshit. I know. If you're going to do it, do it. Incorporated in 1875, proclaimed as the city of destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the city of grit. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff. I'm Derek. And today, I'm extremely excited to have our guest on today. First off, I want to give a shout out to the fact that he's never been to the Union Club. What? Yeah. Like, we were talking. I gave him a little bit of a tour, and you didn't even realize that this was an actual place that was open. Long-time listener, first-time caller. (laughs) Oh, there we go. I love it. I love it. We've got Jason Alexander, a Tacoma staple. You might not know his name, but you definitely know his bars. He is the curator, creator, inventor... Uh, establisher, whatever word you want, for two of the coolest bars in Tacoma. One being the Devil's Reef, and the other one being the Gilman House. All in the uh, one of them is in the Stadium District, and one of them is on the Broadway area, uh, Opera uh, Alley, Opera Alley, yeah, Opera Opera Alley. Alley. Yeah. and uh, definitely check them out because they are both amazing in their own rights for their different aspects. And let's kind of just throw it out there right now in terms of what these bars are, because um, let's start off with the Devil's Reef, because it is it. it would you call it a tiki bar? Oh, I. Wow, you're going to the. I kind of let. Yeah, I kind of let right? people have their own experience and call it what they want. I mean, sure, it's tiki because it's it's escapism. Mm-hmm. You know, some people think it's the pirate bar or the Disney bar or the nautical bar or whatever. I, I definitely have called it the Cthulhu bar. The Cthulhu bar yeah. more I, than, more I, than once. I've called it the pirate bar. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I like I said, I I try and let people have their own experiences and call it what they want, and you know, everybody's going to enjoy it different than I do, and that's fine. But yeah. and and really, when I when I think of like a tiki bar, I really think kind of like a rum focused bar. Uh, do you consider yourself on that aspect? I mean, obviously more than just right. rum there. But... Well, no, actually, it's ninety nine percent just mm-hmm. rum there. Okay. I, keep, uh, okay, I keep a bottle of gin and a bottle of cognac, <laughs> uh, but other than that, everything else is rum. You know, there's no there's no vodka, whiskey, or tequila there, and that was by design. You know, I just kind of wanted to. Um, Obviously, give rum a good name again um, by kind of forcing it down people's throats. <laughs> uh, but I also want, you know, the other old world spirits, you know, um, brandy and gin, because that came, you know, rum, brandy and gin was way around, was around a lot before. <laughs> wow. More coffee. I just had my first cup of coffee while, mm. right before I walked in the door. Wow. Here. Well, congratulations on Ooh. getting that caffeine high. Right. We'll get you going with that. And uh, definitely with a uh, little bit of the little squeezy juicy pail right. that you uh, got hooked them up with. I, I don't know if it's delicious. It's just something that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like a juicy IPA. Right. I don't know why. <laughs> It's, it's, just a, it's always the interesting ways that like juicy IPA on that aspect. Yeah. But that's fine. We'll get you on through all this. So. Um, but then with uh, on the on the other aspect of that with the Gilman House, that's mostly a gin bar. Right. We wanted to focus on gin up there, but also have uh, all the other spirits represented. So represented. 
yep. represented. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that anybody can come there and have whatever drink they wanted and, you know, kind of make it neighborhood friendly mm-hmm. for everybody. But, uh, yeah, obviously, you know. Some gin. some great, great locations. Um, I love the decor of both. And even, like, in terms of, like, style, uh, we mentioned that it was on Opera Alley, which has its own history. Very interesting history in that area. Dude, I think that's one of the neatest little alleys in <laughs> Tacoma. Okay. I, 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 I wish they um I wish there was another business that would kind of get in there to fit in with you guys, right? Because it's it's kind of empty on the one side, right? Well, Rusty Goat just moved in the the little beer bar cafe oh, okay, kind of. Cool. Uh, so there's Devil's oh. Reef, uh, the salon, and then Rusty Goat just opened up because they okay, took over cool. the salon, moved into the middle, oh, and then that okay. opened up the the little deal down there. And he's got a really cool list of craft beer on draft there. Oh, that's like perfect stuff you I've never even seen or heard of before, and that's that's an awesome little niche at that point, too, to kind of fit in because it fits in with everybody else. It doesn't take over anybody or really compete with anyone, but right. it's still just another nice little hangout for that. Oh, yeah. And it works. I mean, when it's busy at Devil's Reef and there's a wait list, I can send people down there for, for beer. And it's a quick walk right back when their table's ready. So, yeah. And I love that building, too, because along the same vibe as what we've got here at the Union Club, mm-hmm. where it's just like... When we were able to find a co-working space where we could record, we we migrated here because of how much character it has. And even like just you walk into the building and what you got what you've done to the place to turn it into the pirate bar yeah, right. um is exceptional. But even just looking at the construction as a as you're traversing to go back into like to, to go back to the restroom and stuff like that, the different rooms you go through and it's just it's just really cool and it has a really fun vibe with it. And I just think that that's the coolest part about it is incorporating the interesting architecture in Tacoma in with whatever ideas you have to um, create it. It's the same thing as like the McMinimans making, you know, the Elks Temple into whatever it is. It's incorporating the old construction into a, a, a newer purpose. Yeah. So the building owner uh, actually took a lot of the parts and pieces out of that building and reincorporated it into you know what you see there like a lot of the wood on the tables in that hallway because it's common area mm-hmm. is made out of old uh, pieces of wood that came out of there as well as uh, machine parts from when it used to be the newsprint building oh i didn't even know it was the newsprint yeah. building yeah oh that is super cool uh, yeah. if you go if you go over there's more stuff in the press room side of it where you know jones catering owns the uh press room Mm-hmm. All rents it out. And that's their event space. Uh, but the building owner spent a lot of time really building that site out to what they wanted it to be before they leased it. And if you go over there, there's kind of there's all kinds of crazy little parts and pieces and elevator doors and and stuff that just came out of there that he repurposed for you know decoration and stuff. It's really cool if you haven't had a chance to check out the press room. Yeah, I've never seen that. That sounds super right. dope. Though I would love yeah. to just go check it out. It's right? it's insane the, yeah. the stuff that's over there. So that's amazing. And how long long has the devil's reef been in that building at this point this is our sixth year wow has it been six years i know right i i remember i remember when it was uh just even looking at like you know like the facebook posts and i think at that point you i think at that point you had the, you still had the tacoma cabana yeah there was a little bit of crossover for yeah about six months or so and so i just remember like he's like oh we're moving in a new place and like doing what you really kind of wanted to do with the the, the place and with the theme what what brought about you wanting to create this entire vibe with uh with the devil's reef because i just i think it's just so cool yeah so i mean the cabana was kind of a shotgun wedding i guess it just <laughs> one of our regulars at our cafe uh was a building manager and she's like hey i got this turnkey space ready to go you know you guys just have to go in there clean it up put some decorations up and go and like, well, okay, cool. Let's try it. Cause we're completely out, have outgrown our little cafe spot. And, uh, so that's kind of how that happened, but we never really felt like it was our own. Cause we never, you know, had to work with what the, was already in there layout and design wise and decorations. And back then I was just making everybody else's drinks from the, the Tiki history and mm-hmm. wanted to do our own thing. Yep. And technically the cabana was supposed to go in where Devil's Reef was when we were looking for locations oh, okay. uh, to expand from the cafe, but they were nowhere near ready to um, 
post a tenant, you know, they needed a couple more years worth of work to do. And, yeah, that kind of makes sense a lot right. of with these buildings. Then you realize, oh, oh gosh, yeah, there's a whole lot of work that goes into restoring them to an operational right. uh, aspect of them. So that ended up becoming a coffee shop for a couple of years, B Sharp Coffee. Oh, wow. Okay. And yep. the owner of that got sick. So the landlords let him out of his lease and called us immediately and said, hey, your space is ready. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. So we flew well, out. Not nice for the right. sickness, but yeah. So we flew out of bed, ran up there and, and signed all the papers pretty much within just a few days. of. Uh, so kind of a whirlwind right. at that point when it came down to it. I mean, you were ready to do it and oh, yeah. it's just waiting for that opportunity. Well, I mean, we had a blank canvas at that point to start from, you know, because there was nothing in there structurally wise. You know, I could build the bar I wanted to from the ground up and and have it function the way I wanted and same with the kitchen. And and then, yeah, so it was nice to have a, a blank slate and do That's things. amazing. That is so. so super cool. So let's, before we get even into the Gilman house, because you talked a little bit about the history, because I thought really the uh, uh, it started with the cabana, but it even started before that. So let's right. go all the way back to the beginning of that. And what uh, are you a Tacoma native, or how did you end up here in Tacoma at that uh, point? My folks were from Stillicum. Okay. I don't know if that counts. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> South of. Sound, absolutely 100%. Yeah. Uh, so when I, when I graduated high school from Silverdale, I went off to the uh, Marine Corps, and my folks moved back to Stillicum. Mm-hmm. So when I got out, I went and started life over again in Stillicum. Nice. And that eventually brought me to Tacoma uh, when I met my wife. Uh, I was building a... A coffee shop. Everything revolves around a coffee shop, story-wise <laughs> for us. I don't know how. Uh, and she's like, she worked there for a year after I uh, did the tenant improvements and build out for it. And um, she was like, hey, I can do this. You know, I've done it before. Let's go open up our own spot. Nice. So we open up a little cafe and, you know, I'm coming from the Marine Corps and then to being a, a construction worker for 10 years. And it's like, I don't want to make coffee, it's, you know. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah, my yeah. thing. Let me put a bar in here, and <laughs> nice. it took it took me a while to to wear her down to the point where she finally said yes. And, <laughs> and that's you know, it's like okay, I don't know how to bartend, but she just said yes, so I better do this. So, so yeah. you didn't even know how to bartend at that point. You no. just went in blank. You're like, I want to yep. make a bar, yep. and just the sheer force of will at that point, right? Like, just learning how to make the drinks, yep. or like because. I mean, I remember Brogan and I going to like bartending school or we we didn't go to bartending school. We thought about it. So we went to like to go check it out. And then we're like, nah, I don't know about doing this, like pouring like colored water into like shot glasses and stuff. I I don't need to know that. I got two things. Number one, I want to go to bartending school. I think it would just be fun. (laughs) Just just for a week or whatever it you is. You can't or drink two when you're there, Scott. I don't care. I, I could be sober for a while. <laughs> um, but then number two, um, I just remember Brogan. So um, Brogan had a uh, um, a card shop. And, yeah. Um, he, you know, he was doing Friday Night Magic. He was doing all these things. And he didn't really, st- I'm going to speak for him a little bit. Yeah. I don't think, he, um, and he might agree or may disagree. I don't know. But I don't feel like he started making any money until he started selling beer and wine. Oh, he'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah. Once and he got the liquor yep. license, he realized that. And that's why he opened up yep. his own bottle shop 100%. out in Covington. It was like, because He's like cards, what? Yeah. No, why am yeah. I doing this? Yeah. Yep. Uh, like no offense to D&D nerds, but they don't spend money. Yeah. Like in like, and it was literally just, you're just making money off of the, you know, being able to like sell, sell the beer and wine. Right. That's what he was getting in right. there. So it kind of makes sense in that aspect. Well, I mean, so at the coffee shop, our first little, the, the cafe, you know, we were open for, for breakfast, you know, like your breakfast sandwiches, espresso drinks, and then we do uh, lunchtime sandwiches and whatnot. And then, and then we'd transition to dinner and nighttime bar, yep. you know, we'd work 6am to 2am. And eventually once the bar, you know, I figured Ooh. out what I was doing and the bar started taking off, we got rid of the morning time <laughs> and then we got rid of the afternoon time. Yeah, oh so God, now, we're, now we're just... We're a you bar know, now. We're just a bar now. <laughs> now we're too big for our britches, so time to find a new spot. But that's awesome. That's a, yeah. that's a great problem to have, though, right? Yeah, and and it says something about what you're doing, right? So it, I mean, well, it was tiny. It was like a thousand square feet. Sure. So, but but how many go out of business, right, in their right. first year or whatever? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it says something about what you're doing. So, so you you and one of the things also that I thought was amazing too was the f- simple fact that there wasn't a tiki culture like a tiki bar culture uh in Tacoma until you really created it like and that's kind of the aspect that is kind of surprising because you see them pop up a lot now in terms of like the vibe and like one of the ones that I know is like the Zodiac Supper Club which isn't 
tiki necessarily, but it's got a lot of the accoutrement like on the walls that makes it feel like that sort of vibe. And it reminds me of even my father-in-law had a tiki bar in his home. And my bar at home isn't necessarily tiki, but it's that same vibe, but with steampunk. So it's that that sort of aspect of having those home bars, but having it as a place that people can go to. um, Was that a choice for you by design because there wasn't anything like that here or did it just kind of come to be it just it just happened i mean we never you know we were completely new to the whole the whole tiki world and you know didn't know a lot or if anything and kind of learned as we went along and you know it's like cool look at this drink here's a mug and now now here's a shirt you know a little tropical hawaiian shirt and (laughs) then a silly hat followed yeah and it just kind of grew from there but one of one of uh, my favorite little pieces of, um, uh, I guess, memorabilia from your shop is we have at the house one of the giant skull mugs. Oh yeah, because they were just so cool. We took. You can uh, get five hundred dollars for that on eBay right now. Are you serious? Yeah, they go. Wow. Yeah, they're good. Fuck. Okay, well, maybe I'll put it behind the glass. <laughs> case or something oh, holy shit. shit like no like because it, it's just it was just so cool and we uh it was the night i remember because we brought uh, again the father-in-law because he had his own tiki bar stuff and he's just always like i'm always looking for the perfect mai tai and just all of these different aspects and they loved going to hawaii all of the time like they have i think something like eight weeks worth of like timeshare time nice. that they just two months they're gone and we brought we brought him there and uh, hands down, he was just amazed. First off, by the drink, he immediately bought himself one of the mugs and then us one of those yeah. as well, just because it was like, oh, a limited edition. It was just right. like, boom, instantly. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. I'm like, and it's so cool looking. It's the Skull Island. The, yeah. yeah. That, we call it the Infinity Skull because the way it rotates, yeah, how, yeah. how all the eyes share a, a mouth. Oh, I got to look at that again. Yeah, really. That's so amazing. Like, and how did, was that like, did you know somebody who created the design? Was it your own design? Like, how did that come to be? uh, It was kind of an idea I had where I I wanted this little wraparound skull that no matter how you looked at it, you know, it was an infinite, never ending skull that turned around in a circle. And uh, I just took that uh, idea to one of the mug makers who we met along our journey and He's like, hey, I want to quartered me one day at this convention. He's like, I want to make a mug for you. And I was like, okay, okay. You know, here's what I want. <laughs> and and uh, a couple of months later, he comes back with a drawing. He's like, all right, how, what do you think? And I was like, perfect, sold. And Damn. Then, that is then, so cool. So, And like, I mean, like, so there hasn't been, I mean, a, like, basically you have created the culture here uh, for Tiki. Uh, and then at that aspect, I have seen many times where you have uh, on your Instagram uh, and on your Facebook as well, like both between your personal ones and for the for the shops as well, you going to locations like going to, I guess, Tiki Cons? Would they yeah. be conventions? Well, well, that's what exactly what it is. Um, they usually do it happens through the summer. There's quite a few. Uh, San Diego, Arizona, um, the local one here in Portland uh, this year, unfortunately, is the last year for Tiki Con. So I know the owners are a little tired. Yeah. Overworked. It's a lot of work to put on a, a show for a thousand people in a weekend. And Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, but there's still others. We were down June. Um, we were at the Hooky Lau in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, wow. And, okay. And that, that was a good time. You know, it's basically just a big party. You know, people that know each other, friends and family are all congregated into one area having drinks listening to music shopping you know they set up little vendors market and have big giant room parties and oh yeah we know about the convention life for sure usually it's a little bit more on the the geeky nerdy side like even like one of our favorite conventions is crypticon the horror convention and so it's just like that aspect of like going with a bunch of like-minded people to a place to party yeah and it just happens to also revolve around drinking which is kind of fun i need i need to take devil's reef to crypticon somewhere yeah dude yeah. yes yeah straight up 100 because that, that totally <laughs> fits in with the you know the whole hp lovecraft cthulhu oh, thing yeah. oh yeah. absolutely what That's made you why. decide going into the the cthulhu hp lovecraft stuff because you kind of could have gone right. anywhere with that aspect right i mean like i said it comes back to escapism you know some people have their their steampunk bars and or their their hawaiian bars or their tiki bars or you know i've i've seen it all and i just you know i've always liked dark horror death metal kind of things and and that just took that was my spin on the whole 
tiki escapism and like tried to fit that in with tiki as best as i could with the the shadow over love uh shadow over insmao story and i and like the best like i even just the fact that you're talking about it, it has resonated with people here because we're talking about like you know you will have lines and you'll have a waiting time and it's been like that yeah, constantly which is good feel, for you you know? I know i feel bad for people i hate t- telling people no but you know it's like you got capacity you got right. to deal with that sort of aspect of it but i just love that fact that people in this area resonate with that as well and i feel like i mean you get the you know everyone you know talks about like the gray of this area of you know the pacific northwest where it's gray all the time and obviously not but at that aspect too you can kind of get into that sort of mindset and then have a place for people and it is. It's a dark bar. It's got that vibe. But then at the same point, you go even like into the hut, like the big right, old hut right. right there. You're hanging out, and it's a communal event with with all of your friends. And then even just going in with the aspect, it's like its own little convention because everybody there is down for the vibe. Oh yeah, yeah. And I that's mean, like the coolest part. I've yeah. seen people from all all walks of life come in there and they're like, "Oh my god, this is awesome!" You know, I want to tell me more what what does this mean what's this about and who's hp lovecraft and what's cthulhu that's funny i was gonna ask you if you like how many people have you turned on to do you do you think do you like do you think do you think people come there um expecting an hp lovecraft thing or no i don't think i don't think they and they walk away like what was that i think (laughs) i think most people miss it because i mean i i think it's a subtle a little bit okay um i'm maybe not maybe some of it's a little over the top i suppose but most people don't don't get it they're they just default right to the pirate thing yep and and that's fine but once and 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 i did say that earlier you know it's the pirate bar but i I hope it didn't come off of disrespect no i'm not like i said most people they they when they when you say the pirate bar, they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah. I've been there." Well, I mean, when like, we yeah. and my wife were building it out, we were writing Pirates of the Caribbean a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, some people put music on in the background while while they're doing stuff. My wife likes to put movies on that she's seen before, just as is the background noise. And and uh, the Johnny Depp movies uh, are always in heavy rotation. You know, the soundtrack is awesome. Yeah, and as as far as the visuals and the color and and style and feel of those movies were definitely a, a huge inspiration for us so. tacoma tacoma in the pacific northwest and i mean derek even like can uh, attest to this like it, we've got a big goth vibe uh in this area and it's a little bit kind of just uh, slightly on the underground but it's there and it's coming up and bubbling up at the surface as it as it comes across um so you get stuff like church cantina uh and then with you guys to kind of get that vibe here and there's a couple of like random shops and stuff that do that same sort of vibe too so and i feel it caters forks Forks. don't forget about forks well forks has twilight that doesn't count (laughs) twilight's something else entirely twilight's not goth you son of a oh my god (laughs) there there is a goth tiki club in the in the puget sound area and they come come through devil's reef every now and then is it really oh yeah Oh, I didn't even know about oh, dude, that. Justin, you just you just made I know, look at I the know, smile like, on his face. Right <laughs> we well, and we've even like I, and I just love the oh. fact that because you you do um like you allow events to happen because we've had yep. uh, the DC two five three the hacker group. Okay, um, we've had them on a couple of times. And, and, oh, yeah, thank they, you for doing that. They reached out. Um, yeah, zero X four R. Oh yeah, I said, said, "Oh God, Jason." (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, because like just how much uh, like like he's a friend of yours, and he's been like been able to you know use the space. Uh, You've been accommodating for that sort of aspect of it. I think that's amazing. I think it's super cool too, man. Um, I I feel like um, a lot of people shy away from if someone comes in and say we're we're a hacker group or we want to have a meeting here of hackers. A lot of a lot of business owners would be scared of that, right? And even if they weren't scared, they might just be like, "No, right." So I I think it's it's very bold of you to do that. So I I don't know. Everybody from that group has been super awesome, really cool. I've got to know quite a few of them personally, and and happy to have them in. Excellent. I hope that continues to be that way. I really do. I, 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 I hope it's a out great of all the friendship. groups that come there, they're probably the most mellow and laid Excellent. back and low maintenance. Cool. Uh, so. And I, I like. There's a whole, you do a lot of special events, uh, and I mean not a lot in terms of like. There's not like you know you, you're not just like inundating people with it, but you do have special events. You do have special guests come in, and is it 
is it just people that you've met over the course of, I guess, your tiki journeys at this point in time? You're just like, oh, no, come and check out and come, you know, guest bartend or come check out and show off your stuff like that. How does that just kind of come to be even at that, that aspect? Well, I think just being in the communities and, and the tribes of people and just, you know, we all want to collaborate and get together and, and, and have fun. And, you know, I've had some guests part, like we did a bartender exchange program with Rumba up in Seattle. They came down and uh, did their thing at Devil's Reef. And I went up to Rumba and did my thing up there and nice. uh, had some traveling bartenders come through and you know, hang out. And so, uh, and you did mention that uh, even like we're talking about the drinks that you started off with the standard fare drinks, but then have kind of turned it on its head onto its into your own creation. Well, yeah. So that's what Devil's Reef was all about. Is uh, down back at the Cabana days, I started building this menu. You know, I met, once I read that story, Shadow Over Innsmouth, it was like Devil's Reef. That's badass. It's like <laughs> I got to make a drink called Devil's Reef, and so I did, and just kind of played around with it for a little while as kind of. Um, uh, an off-menu cocktail that people would ask for, and it's like, you know what, this just this drink just needs to be a bar someday. So I started collecting recipes and thoughts and ideas, and and just because you know I wanted to make my own drinks at that point, and so that's kind of how that all started out. And you have an abundance of drinks with just amazing names. Um, just and a lot of them are very long. I think you have the one, the island, which is like a very long, which like. No, so yeah, uh, there's a H.P. Lovecraft quote that Earth is just a placid island floating amidst a black sea of infinity. Yes. You know, it kind of makes you feel small thinking you're just, you're basically just this little dot in this vast expanse of nothing. You're nothing. You're- and, and that's a drink title. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still have that drink. It's not on the menu. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, it just ended up tasting like everything else on the menu. So I, oh. so I scrapped it for the time being, but. I, I'll get back there one of these nice. days. Nice. I got to go back there and try all the new ones then right, and see so. what's going on with that. There's about 60 original drinks on the menu. Wow. Damn. Really? Yeah. Wow. And it's just... The only three... Just, like, yeah, just like kind of brain just went pop. Yeah. The only, three, <laughs> the only three classics we do are the zombie Navy Grog and Shrunken Skull. Mm-hmm. And I don't do those by the book. They're, you know, done the way I like, I like them, so... Yeah, so slightly you, modified. <laughs> you, get, you get a chance to try something new right. when you go there, and I love that. And even on that aspect, like the food, uh, I love the fact that uh, you've got a, a, a good menu, a fun menu, and you've updated some of your stuff at this point in time. Now, I I know that with the Gilman House, you do vegan stuff, correct? Not not all of it. You know, there's some uh, of it. everything. We wanted to have food that was. Uh, approachable for everybody okay. you know it's like there's not one perfect diet for anybody out there you know everybody likes to eat what makes them feel good and so why not make it easy and accessible uh for that you know if you want if you want protein we have protein if you want nice. if you want to do vegetarian route we can do that or or the vegan route we can do that as well you know it's, nice okay so cool everything kind of starts out why well, most things start out as a vegan entree and then you can add what you want to it instead nice. of having to go in and take out what you don't want. So, and that's the thing that I really kind of wanted to stress on that yeah. too, because it's the fact that if you have dietary restrictions, it doesn't mean you don't get to enjoy a lot of the things. Like the fact that you're cognizant and able to understand, oh yeah, right. everybody wants that. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's easier to add than it is to take away. So why not make it so you can add instead of I think that's a great idea, man. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard that before. Yeah. Like, <laughs> really? Just like the add a protein sort of aspect yeah. to it is like really amazing. That's way better than going in somewhere and being like, oh, you know, can I have this without Or doing whatever. what my wife does. And it's like, you have this on the menu. Can you put this and this together? And then I'm just sitting there like, oh, my God, don't, <laughs> don't, don't do that. They're going to spit in your food. And every time they're like, oh, yeah, no problem. I'm like, don't do that. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> seriously, we don't ever mind that at all. You know, I mean, it's all back there it's easy to combine and, and mix and match and solid. We're not every, no one's going to like turn it. There's, Oh, you don't do that. I also love the fact that like switching gears and going over to the Gilman house is the Gilman house where you do the brunch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just came from brunch. Yes. And so I ran home, we were running low on coffee, so I didn't have any coffee today. So I, I ran home, chugged a cup of coffee, Kiss the wife and said, I'll see you in an hour. <laughs> see you a little bit back here. Yeah. And because uh, I love that aspect, too, because we talked about it as a gin bar, but you do the brunch there as well. I mean, gin and brunch go together. Do they? I think. Why not? I, 
Samosas? You with a shot at well, I guess that's not gin. French seventy five. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I know pancakes. That I, I'm always down for brunch, so right. I mean, I'm 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 in on that. Uh, I think the first time I was able to experience um, the Gilman House was by invitation from you. Uh, it was back in the radio days, and I had given given you a shout out uh, and mentioned gin. And also because also part of that was that I had just experienced gin uh, and because back in the day, back when they still had poker rooms here in Tacoma, somebody ordered a gin and cranberry and then got busted out of the poker tournament and left. So they're like free, free booze. And I was broke. And I'm like, I would like free booze. Then I had a gin and cranberry. and was like, no, I do not want this. And then at that point, gin was just persona non grata, like not going to deal with that. Um, And then I just. Because of the steampunk bar, it's like, well, I should get some gin besides like the half little thing of Tanqueray that I had that it was not great. Cool. Yeah. And uh, Rainier didn't necessarily brew a gin, but they worked in conjunction with somebody with right. a brewer to create a gin. So I'm like, all right, let's try it out. Let's have it here. Somebody's interested <laughs> in it. I tried it and I'm like, okay, okay. Like it didn't horrify me. Right. So let's try it. And then I was talking about that, and somebody mentioned, like, oh, I hate gin. I've never liked it. So you reached out to me, and it's like, let's do a gin 101. Well, somebody heard you on the uh, on the radio saying how much you didn't like gin or something. I don't yeah, remember yeah, the exact yeah, yeah. story, but – and then my phone blew up. You're like, <laughs> you need to talk to these guys. And, you know, you need to show them what – and I was like, I didn't, I didn't even put two and two together yeah, at the time. Because at that point, you, I think you sent me a message on my, like, my fan page on right. Facebook. And I was like, we know each other. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, no talk. shit. Yeah, it's a small world sort right. of aspect to it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm down. And so, yeah, we I felt, brought – I felt like a dumbass. <laughs> oh, no. Like, don't even stress on that. I've kept it like super separate on that aspect. Oh. But, yeah, we got – we brought the group down and – you you schooled us yeah. and it was fun because just experiencing the different aspects of gin because a lot of the times most people are just going to get that kind of pine tree taste right. and you really sure. showed the aspects of the different type of gin and how many different ones and yeah, like gin's pretty wild you're a scholar when <laughs> it comes down to it man well i needed to learn too so it, it, you know it gave me a chance to sit down and and really do some research and and throw a class together and so yeah, like I don't know if you like if that's a normal class you do that often, but you like it was just perfectly set up. Like it felt like being in a class we were just getting hammered. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably do some more classes now that the calamity is mostly behind us. I think mm-hmm. uh, get back to doing stuff like that, and I know we've been trying to work in our businesses a little less and work on them a little more. Yeah. So. That's definitely something I should probably if, work on. If <laughs> if somebody if somebody like uh, if somehow you know you mentioned just like at a cocktail party or something like that. Oh, I run a gym bar, and people have the the Scott reaction, or you know just the uh reaction to that. Come on, that's just Tangeray, dude. I, <laughs> I, I I'm, I'm not a Becca drinks gin, right? All right. I, mean, I know there's some beautiful gins, but Tangeray specifically, or any of the piney ones, give me. How do you how do you sell people on gin? Uh, like if I'm just randomly out and about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just kind of comes, you know, comes to be in conversations or something like that. That like, oh, you own a gin bar? You're like, oh, how do you, you know? I I don't know. I mean, I don't think right there at that moment you're going to change their mind. Mm-hmm. I think it's easier to change some, somebody's mind about something if they if they come in and, and sit down and like, hey, you know, I I just want a vodka soda. And it's like, hey, you know, gin bar, why don't you try, you know, let's have a gimlet. If you don't like it, I'll buy it back and I'll get you something else. And, there you go. You know, nine times out of ten. Fair. You know, okay. They, they get that gimlet in front of them and they taste it and they're like, oh, man, this is really good. It's like the same thing with a daiquiri, you know. Yeah. Rum, lime, and sugar served up in a little coop, just like a gin gimlet. And you'd be surprised at how many people are like, oh, I don't want anything slushy or flavored. And it's like, it's just rum, lime, and sugar. Give it a try. If you don't like it, I'll buy it back. So, a gimlet um it's that's a classic drink 
Have, have you ever had one? I don't think I have. That's have what you, I. You that's guys? what I opened up our cocktail no. class. Just right. Then yes, I have. <laughs> yes, I have. Well, if it's gin based, I'm going to have to assume at oh, this yeah. point I have because, because that. Yeah. There, yeah. Like, but but you wouldn't know one. You would never know. Like no. Like if you put it in front of me and told me what is that like right. under like a test sort of aspect. Sure. No. Or idea. or ever go in and order one from a bar. You would no. not know to order one as well. No, right? because anytime that I order something that I think is good, like a gimlet sounds fancy to me. It's like oh, fancy cocktail. It's established cocktail it was the same thing like i was trying to be fancy with the wife on a valentine's and getting a manhattan mm. and like realizing no i fucking hate manhattan's Aww. like but he's like oh no i guess i gotta drink this <laughs> I, I love an old-fashioned like a whiskey old-fashioned mm-hmm. that's like yeah. my that's my go-to um if i'm anywhere and i just want to have a drink for a while that's my that's my go-to <laughs> and and that's kind of my aspect on sure. that too as well as like uh <sighs> but i can't say i've ever had a, a gimlet either gimlet gimlet I want to call it a gimlet. Wanted to call it a gimli for a minute, uh, but I can't. I, I've never ordered one, and I can't say I've ever had one where so where I was like, "Oh, this is delicious! I'll have it again." Right? So it's I would just, love to though. It's just a short little drink, you know, served not over ice, but shaken and strained and just crushable. It's it's basically like a martini, <laughs> right? I mean, there's kind, a, there's kind one, of there's one or two. Could you right. explain? Well, gim- gimlet, um, just a basic simple sour, lime juice, a little bit of simple syrup, and gin. Um, swap out the rum, now you have a daiquiri kind of deal. Swap yeah. out the swap out the rum and put tequila in there, now you have a margarita. You know, they're all kind of the, the same drink, minus a little bit of proportions, but yeah. Having done multiple bars in Tacoma, con- like, like right now, owning a couple of bars, but over the course, creating all of those... What has been the draw for you to create these um, establishments in Tacoma? Has there been any sort of specific draw or is it just kind of uh, just kind of how it came to be for you? I, me and my wife don't force anything. You know, I'm not going to try and force uh, a bar into a building where it just doesn't feel right or in a location or area where, you know, just because it's empty and we have something to do, you mm-hmm. know, it, everything we kind of just let things happen, you know, like we didn't have any specific idea of what Gilman house was going to be while we were building it out. We just kind of like, okay, we're going to go build a bar, you know, we want to make it neighborhood friendly, you know, kind of here's what we want to do. And we just, and slowly over time, after a couple of months, we're like, okay, I think this just needs to be, you know, Gilman house at this point and, you know, theme, theme it off of devil's reef, uh, and that same little story and, and, and genre. And so that's kind of how that came together. And, it's cool just to create those uh, like storylines just built around establishments. It's, right. It turns it into a bit of a, an attraction yeah. just to come and experience it. And that's what I tell people too. It's like, go, it's like, if you want to have an experience, go to these places because it's not just go, like you can go to any dive bar in Tacoma and drink, right? but you can go here. Oh, yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, you can. Uh, yeah. Do it. Definitely recommend drinking. Uh, in sounds Tacoma. like a challenge. <laughs> oh God. We've done that before and it ended in Scott's knee being broken let's go (laughs) (laughs) but i just love that aspect of being able to just be like no this is a cool fun theme both of them are in locations where there's a bunch of different stuff to do too so you can go have a drink have a meal go and experience tacoma however which way whether it be if you're going to a show at any of the many places around um, or just you know experiencing the rest of the nightlife as well. Like it's really cool to be able to do that in these really nice centrally located places. Yeah, we're very fortunate to have found the spots that we're at, and and thankful to be there. So it's one of those like I mean we're super close, like walking distance from you know to like the Pantages or like the Rialto or uh, the comedy clubs and even like all of that. And just it's it's cool to be able to have that aspect. And I mean there have been nights and i've done it a couple of times where we started the night over uh at devil's reef had a meal had a couple of very strong drinks because depending uh and do you still have the skull indicators oh yeah okay yeah two skulls is a double mm -hmm. and then it goes up there from five yeah yeah, to five and it's it's like this it's like the 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 spice charts on uh uh, on like at a thai restaurant like if you're going five know you're in for a ride exactly and then when you go there it was like we would do that for you know have fun get the drinks and you know get out there so other people can experience it and then basically end up the night 
right across the street at Puget Sound Pizza yeah. uh, doing karaoke <laughs> and just, you know, having a blast. And it's like everything's the, uh, walking distance. You can go up to the mix, which is a club right there. You could do dancing right there. If you just want to hit up a movie, the Grand Cinema is super close as well. Like there's so many things right around this area. Or, or have a nice dinner at Over the Moon Cafe. Yep. Yes, exactly. Or apparently axe throwing across the street. Uh, yeah, there's axe throwing. Yeah. So, Don't uh, have two five skull drinks at Devil's <laughs> Reef and then go, go throw an axe. Yeah. Uh, uh, they should probably ask you, like, where did you come from, Devil's Reef? Hold on. We're going to make you wait a little yeah. bit on that aspect. Here's the dismemberment special. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should partner up. Right. There's something there. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, yeah. You know, you're not wrong on that. Uh, one of the also the things that I've uh, noticed going around is that you are, I mean, you did talk about the Pirates of the Caribbean ride and stuff like that. Are you a big Disney fan? Like it seems uh, to be to me, and it's kind of a leading question because it, it seems to me that you, uh, uh, you, you guys are very big into Disney. Well, what it comes down to is it's just back to escapism mm-hmm. and, and it's fun to go there and see, you know, that version of escapism and and how well they do like you know sight lines and and hide stuff and deceive your eyes while you're walking through you know stuff appears bigger than it actually is and and you know just the whole design aspect and how much it goes into that is is what we really enjoy most and sure the rides are fun food's great drinks are fun right you know there's a multitude of reasons we like to go down there Jeff was yeah. a Disney guy. Yeah, he said I lived on or worked on Disney property. I lived on Disney. I lived it. I, I, I worked it on in, in Florida on, on Disney World property, and it was a pro, uh, partner. So we'd get these things called silver passes, and that you'd be able to use get a uh, three people in for a um, park hopper once a day. So like on weekends, I'd just go and and sometimes my, my ex-wife, she'd work as a gatekeeper at uh, Animal Kingdom. Right. So I'd go drop her off and I'd just walk around the whole day taking pictures. And it was the greatest time watching people have fun, but also checking out the little things, even down to the little details. Oh, yeah. It, they, they don't miss nothing. And, and the, the going phrases, nobody does it like Disney. No, and you it's know? true. Just yeah. the amount of detail down to the square inch sometimes yeah. and, the, and the storytelling and the backstories of stuff is... Oh, yeah, hidden, you know. hidden Mickeys and, and just little... Uh, Little things, but yeah, I think it's wasted on the young. Don't bring a kid to Disney if you ever been. <laughs> Go as an adult. That's what you're supposed yeah. to do. No, they'll, they'll fucking ruin it. They like one fucking ride, and they never want to ride anything else because they, they just cry that one. And they cry the rest of the right. They're they're all just, and that's fun too. If you run out of things to do at Disney, go hang out by the stroller areas because you'll see fist fights oh, because everybody's <laughs> jacked up on sugar, you know, and everybody just wants to go home, and they're only halfway through, and this is on their third day. And again, uh, the kid's been on the ride. He wants to go on, and that's it. He's done. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Oh, oh yeah. I've seen, trust me, we've seen it all. But <laughs> As, I, I consider you probably and Jeff like probably the most like, professional like Disney attendees. And it seems to be along the same lines as like Vegas, like going for like three days, just too much. Like, I don't, I don't know how often you go and like, like how much of like the extent you go for, but it seems like anything more, even like camping with me like that, if you're doing it for more than a couple of days, it just seems like a bit, uh, a bit excessive. Yeah. And we're, we're good with, you know, three days. Give me, you know, or yeah. Two nights. If I have two full nights, nice. I'm, I'm good. We're good, pretty much good to go. At that point, I've already done everything I've needed to do. <laughs> so, other than that, I think the last time we went, we ended up being there for four days, and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> After the fourth day, you're like, I just want. I want to go. Home. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sick of people at that point. Right. You know. It only goes so far. The magic, the the holly jolliness is like <laughs> you stick it up your ass. Bye. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, when creating um the bars and like going through all of that obviously it's uh, a trial by fire on that aspect of it when you're getting into it when you started you didn't even realize that was what you wanted to do right um would you have advice for people who want to they have the idea i want to create this 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 bar uh or it, some sort of establishment a small business in terms of that uh, do you have advice for people since you've done it so many times and you've got two amazingly successful bars at this point? Don't spend a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go take out a million dollar loan to, nice. to build something that's not, you know, you're not ever going to pay that off. Mm-hmm. Um, 
keep kind of grounded on that aspect. You know, keep it cheap. I mean, we built Devil's Reef for uh, $60,000. Wow. So, And that's amazing, too, just because it's... It's movie set quality stuff. Like when you look into it, like can you see the bar area and you see like the the cannons coming out of the top and you see like the tiki hut and like just all of the booths and how they're done. You understand like you understand the vibe and you're immediately immersed in. Like I think that's just the coolest part. Like you've built this immersion that like you're talking about with the escapism, you're immediately transported to a whole other place. And I think that's the coolest aspect of it. Like you want to go and I, I've talked about this, like the, 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 the attractions, like it's bringing people to it because they want to go and try something different, try something new, be in Tacoma, but not be in yeah, Tacoma. Right. And it's like the local being able to do that and then go on and do whatever you want to do. It's that, I think that's amazing. Yeah, thank you. So the other thing, um, be in love with running a business first. You know, the whole coffee shop fallacy. Oh, I love drinking coffee. I just retired. I want to need something to do. I'm going to go spend my retirement on a coffee shop. And now you're out of your retirement. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> be in love with running a business first. If you can, if you can run a successful so business. So take some business classes. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, just know, know how much, you know, figure out how much money you can get what your lease is and you know what your product's going to be how many seats you got and you know what your cost you know it's a lot of paperwork so makes sense yeah we so keep business a, plan make some kind of business plan well yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it, 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 it sounds it sounds silly to say but there's a lot of people that, that start a small business and oh. they don't actually sit down and ever do a business plan and i feel cool. like if you don't um you you really you don't know where you're going. Well, right? we we kind of saw with the weed industry too. There yep. was a lot of guys who loved weed, tried to get in the business, and Dude. they just got they got just sunk under. And uh, even Buddy Buddy Farm says you had to learn how to run a farm first yep. before you got. And that's why they were run. so good at. It. Yeah. They already had the blueberry farm they and all of that, so they had farm. that aspect. Same yeah. Thing. So, but yeah, make sure uh, you know we keep a little spiral notebook and. We'll go like, okay, I think I can get, you know, this many tables in here at this many seats. And I got, you know, my Friday night, I have to at least make enough money to cover rent for the month and, mm-hmm. and then just kind of build your bath out from there. Like, you know, okay, I think this will, this should work. Here's my bare minimum numbers I need to hit to, to pay everything. And then anything above that is awesome. But yeah, be in love with running a business first. Don't just go open up a bar because you like to drink. Yeah. I mean, oh, well, I'm out. Then. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to drink all your profits on that one. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> Jeff on the Discord, do we have any questions or any uh, interesting uh, things on that? No. All right. No. <laughs> all, no, nah, no, we don't. No, that's nope. fine. That's no, fine. everybody's doing something on a Sunday. Oh, no, no, I'm kidding. Uh, no. All right. <laughs> Jason, seriously, thank you so much for spending some time with us. I'm really happy to uh, have you in to talk about both of these. Um, before we do get out of here, I do want to mention, I did talk a little bit about the food items, but if you guys, uh, if you hit up the socials uh, for um, for both, uh, is it both Gilman and Devil's Reef have their own socials? Yeah, they each have their yeah. own. It uh, should be, I think, Devil's underscore Reef. Don't be confused. There's a, a rub brand called Devil's Reef, and there's a death metal band called Devil's Reef. So. <laughs> and we'll post all the correct links on both the, the right. descriptor on this and then also uh, in our shout-outs page on our Discord channel and also on our socials as well so people Damn, can see thank that. thank you, dude. Yeah, and, but like the new food items, you guys are so, popping out with some new food items right a little, now. A little bit of Devil's Reef. We kind of stick to what we got there, but we'll, we'll move some stuff around. Uh, right now, for some reason, the amount of food people are ordering is doubled or ordering. I mean, it's good. I'm not complaining, but it's kind of put a little struggle on the, on the kitchen as well, as far as getting food out in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. So we've been making some adjustments here and there, just trying to keep food wait times down for people. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I people, mean, it, you know, 60 people walk into devil's reef at once and they each order two food items within. Oh, uh, Gosh, yeah. yeah. Like that. Wow, yeah. So those last people that, you know, even though you came in and ordered within 15 minutes, you know, 60 items all went to the galley all at once. And- wow, I didn't even realize that, too. Yeah, just like the opening, because, yeah, you've talked about it. Like, there, I, and I've experienced it, too. Like, you know, there's a bit of a wait time because 
it's a packed house almost all the time, which I mean, good, yeah. but also you're having the, the good problems that yeah. kind of go along with all yeah. of that. Yeah. Same thing at, at uh, Gilman house, you know, it'll, we open at 11 o'clock and generally there's a line down the street at 11 o'clock and, and we're full up and, you know, everybody's hungry and wants to eat and reservations. You guys do reservations. We don't, we're just yeah. strictly first come first okay. serve. Mm-hmm. If you stop in Friday or Saturday night to Gilman house and you ask my wife, she might put you on the guest list. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah so just we're really working hard on on uh, just dialing that in so people don't have to wait exorbitant amounts of time for food you know nobody wants to sit there and wait and fair enough fair enough or i mean just get get you more drinks that's what yeah, you do get you more that. drinks yeah, so absolutely but there's robin up at uh, gilman house she's always you know she does a lot of the baking up there so there's uh new stuff coming out from her all the time that that rotates in and out and you know she she uh shares it on uh, the gilman house social media and, mm-hmm. as well as uh food specials and whatnot so it's a great way to kind of check out and kind of uh get your palate ready for uh, experiencing right, all right. of it. And I mean, you can always just come in too, sit down at the bar and say, hey, what you guys cooking tonight? And that's, you, yeah. you never know. There might be something special back there. Nice. Amazing. I love it. So definitely 100%. Check out Gilman House. Check out Devil's Reef. These are amazing places that at this point, absolutely 100% staples. These are places I tell people to go to in Tacoma if they've never been there because this is where you get to experience a vibe that you're not going to experience anywhere else. And like I said, centrally located, lots of other stuff to do once you've got done experiencing that as well. So check them out. We've got all of our links there for people. Go ahead and look at that. See and look at the social media and find out about all what they've got going on there. Jason, thank you so much for being on with yeah, us, man. my pleasure. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, no problem. We'll get you back more often, too. <laughs> yeah. Have some fun with all of that. Yeah, I, well, I like chatting with you guys. It's always a good time. So Appreciate it. Appreciate mm-hmm. it so much. My pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for listening, especially in our Discord. Yeah. But even if you just subscribe to us and listen to us normally on the podcast, do appreciate that. You can see all of our older episodes if you go to gritcitypodcast.com. You can also become a patron and uh, give us a little financial backing if you want to. You don't have to, but, I mean, it's kind of nice when you do that. Do we have hundreds of episodes? Yeah, I know. Hundreds. Back in the day, maybe the original uh, one that you did with uh, Jason? Yeah, that's definitely on there. Dang. For a dollar. For one dollar. One dollar. I mean, you can do it for more, too, because yeah. that'd be yeah. kind of cool as right. well. But also uh, discounts on special T-shirts. Sure. Stickers. We send stickers. We send all sorts of gear. We do special patron-only events. Uh, and we also experience just normal events. We're going to be hanging out and uh, seeing all those different things. We just had one uh, for Mario Day. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a good time (laughs) that we had there and all the fun that we had along with that. Um, But we're doing all sorts of different things. So if you go to our Discord, we have all the events we'll set up on that. And we throw it out there on the social media as well and obviously on the podcast. So uh, if you know somebody in Tacoma or the surrounding area that you think would be a good guest for the Grit City Podcast, hit us up. Info at gritcitypodcast.com or slide into our DMs on our social media and uh, let us know about that stuff. We've had some amazing guests just from suggestions. If you think you're interesting enough, send us an email and uh, we'll maybe get back to you. I like those emails. I do like those emails yeah. too. Yep. And we get to find out all about the fun, cool people like Jason and all the other guests that we've had on here. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, stay gritty. You've been listening to the Grid City Podcast. Check them out at gritcitypodcast.com. Yeah.